Over the course of 40 days, Darlene Larson lost her starring roles in life. Daughter, wife, mom, homeowner. Just like that. When she decided to share her story of abuse, it doesn't end there. Because her tale of survival through that abuse and what came after is how it can help us to turn our lives from sadness and pain to one of joy and encouragement. Have you ever felt like giving up, quitting, throwing in the towel? Welcome to Never Ever Give Up Hope featuring Carol Graham. She's an author, health coach, and motivational speaker. Backed into a corner multiple times in her life, Carol shares with you stories on how she overcame some of the toughest obstacles a person can go through in life, but refused to give up hope. Rather than admit defeat, an opportunity was presented, and it involves each and every one of you. Carol will feature spectacular guests who will share their messages of hope, encouragement, and their inspiration to prove why life's adversities only make you stronger. And now, welcoming the host of the show, here's Carol Graham. Lynn Larson is a professional certified life purpose coach, a recovery coach, a grief loss coach. Her passion is coaching women stuck in toxicity, and I love that. There are so many people stuck there, and I love when my guests do address this and to help people get out of that place of a toxic world. This is what Darlene is offering today for us to hear and also to share. Her passion is coaching women stuck in toxicity who are harried and hurting by guiding them to freedom when they discover their life purpose. What a terrific mission. As founder of Hearts with a Purpose and a BA degree in teaching, she helps women around the world in two-day strategic life plans. This is going to be exciting, and I welcome you, Darlene. Carol, thank you so much, and it's a joy to be here today with you. We have a lot of area to cover, and I think that people, both women and men, are going to enjoy what you share in so many different areas of hurt and pain and how to not only survive it, but to thrive. And I think that's your, that is your mission and that is your goal, correct? Correct. So let's start with your upbringing. You were brought up on a farm. You were safe and secure and warm and fuzzy. Now tell us how some of those boot camp survival skills, as you called them, prepared you for your life. Well, I was one of five children and we had chores and responsibility on the farm. And I learned discipline. I learned daily get up out of bed in the summertime when it was time to sleep in and we had to go hoe in the field and we had to go pick up stones, Carol. And um, not only did I learn discipline and responsibility, but I learned that our feelings must not dictate our life. They must not control us because if we 
felt tired, Carol, and said, oh, dad, we don't want to go home. You know, it was no, that feelings, feelings, we didn't live by our feelings because there were chores to do, the responsibilities. And when you live on a farm, there's always work to be done. And you learn a lot of how-to skills, Carol, how-to how to keep going, how to do the daily grunt work that you don't like to do, and how to learn the tough stuff. How did that follow then into your life later? Well, it helped me on into college years to keep at it. Um, It also helped me finish strong in college and to change a major um, in my third year of college. But then the how-to skills of once that I was married and came across some really challenging situations of how to keep at it, how to keep showing up to life, how to keep doing life each day when you start hitting you know, some roadblocks. And one of my first roadblocks in my marriage um, was I faced infertility, Carol. And um, my past from all the way up until in my early 20s or into mid to late 20s, I should say, um, I was a worker and disciplined and an achiever. And when I faced the years of infertility and couldn't achieve what I believed was a right and that uh, I'd be a good mom, um, I began to really wrestle with my story and wrestle really with God. And um, what was this all about? Many people are going to relate to that story. Can you uh, expound a little bit on that, please? I'll be glad to, Carol. You know, um, I was married in my mid 20s. And um, at that time of life years ago, uh, you know, you'd want to start having children, you know, 26, 27. And I already had my degree in education and I was um, ready. And um, my husband at that time, we decided yes. And so we went ahead and, um, you know, I knew the definition of infertility, Carol, is a really beautiful definition. And it's something that I was fortunate to be able to pick up and learn in a book after a year of trying. And infertility, the definition is, is when you you try to conceive without any contraceptives mm-hmm. and you can't, and you can't. Mm-hmm. But the key then is to get to a specialist. So if I could shout out to anyone listening to us mm-hmm. on this topic, is don't spend years and dollars with um, doctors that are not specialists in the area of infertility. Mm -hmm. Because you're spending a lot of money, you're spending a tremendous amount of emotional tears and energy and time. And as your biological clock ticks, that that can become more stressful during the infertility years. And so did you adopt? Um, We came to a point in our journey seven years along, Carol, that um, the doctors we went with at that time, um, more or less, it was a dead end. Um, They gave us a choice and said, this is the next step. I did not feel comfortable with where they wanted to lead us. um, And that was more on my belief that I didn't like what they were suggesting or where we had had. So We were at a crossroads, and I laid it down, and it was okay, God. Um, I taught for years. I loved children, and it was okay, and I had peace. I had peace. Now, we did not head towards looking at adoption, 
for a few months because there was a question that one of our first um, adoption agencies or they asked us is if we had healed from infertility. And I think that's a really powerful question. I mean, it was like, wow, I remember standing there being asked that. And it was honestly, I could say yes, because they really wanted you to go into adoption with the mindset that you weren't going to look at this child, um, your child, as a second choice. Good. That's excellent. And so I was uh, thrilled, uh, excited, continued teaching children, absolutely loved the little loves that um, I was able to speak into their life for a period at that time, uh, three, four years, and then... Um, we were picked by a birth mom, and we adopted two children stateside and one international adoption. What ages were they when you adopted them? Uh, the, my daughters, excuse me, were um, birth. I was there for both of my children's um, daughters uh, for their birth. And uh, the adoption process we went through, Carol, we were able to be there, but also we were licensed foster care. So we were able to take Um, our daughters immediately home, even though things were not done at the court level yet with the birth mother signing off. And um, so both girls, uh, both um, as infants, and then my son was adopted from an orphanage in Ukraine when he was nine years old. And what a fulfillment of a wonderful promise, correct? Correct. Absolutely. And um, I love them each dearly. And they're now all grown up adults choosing to do life their way. And I am a Grammy two, three. <laughs> Very thankful. <laughs> what fun. And you don't mm-hmm. look like a Grammy. Anybody looking at her picture, you'll say no way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carol, thank you. No, Grammy to three and thrill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then there came a point And all of a sudden, there was a huge shift. And I'm going to read a quote that you gave, and then I would like you to interpret that for our audience. And this is the quote. Chaos, change-ups, emotional pain mounted. I was blamed, criticized, and or ignored. Anger mounted. Fear grew. Anxiety crisscrossed in my thoughts as fear lassoed my mouth to stay shut. That's quite a statement. Would you address that, please? Oh, I will. I'm thinking, wow, I wrote that. (laughs) 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 Oh, thank you, Carol. Um, Yes, my journey was heavy and hard during that season of those words you described. Those were words that I went through for a period heavy for a good 15 years. A lot of confusion, Carol. Um, Married and my uh, three children um, at that time. And I would ask questions to my spouse to try to figure out uh, direction and clarity. And whenever I asked questions for direction and clarity, it was always uh, put back upon me. I was blamed or I was accused that I was judging and I was very confused by this. I, I couldn't figure this out. I knew of no one, Carol, that lived in an environment that I lived in. I hung with women. I was a healthy uh, woman teacher, um, loved studying. I did lots of Bible studies, book studies, teacher, lifelong learner. And I listened well. Wow. 
Um, I also have four siblings at that time, and none of them, from what I could see, had anything like I lived in. And I lived farther away from my siblings and my family. And um, so there was constant change-ups, and that would look like with jobs and careers, um, also decision-making, also with finances. And it was so confusing for me to figure out what was going on, because if I asked questions, I was blamed. And then certain topics were removed that I was not supposed to even ask about. One was finances. One was on um, making decisions about others in our home. One was about um, disciplining. And um, one was about church messages. And the, those were like barrels put up in our our marriage as a husband and wife. And I was told I could no longer discuss those. Well, what is that? Go ahead, Carol. I was just going to ask, did you determine that it was narcissism? Well, I didn't. Carol, it was 22 years into the marriage, and the marriage lasts 27 years. So it was 22 years in until I, through my own life purpose coach, was sent a link from Focus on the Family. And the link described emotional abuse. And when I read it, Carol, I was stunned. I thought, why is it I seem to have to live? (laughs) live everything before I figure out, oh, there's a definition for that. (laughs) And so when I began to read that link, and as I said, it was 22 years into the marriage at that time, three children that I was not going to abandon, it was like, now what do I do? How do, how do I get help? Because I had been, Carol, I, I was not totally muted. I I did ask for, let's get to counseling. This isn't right. But see, every time I did, it was put back on me. And I was stuck with all of this fear around me, Carol, because I was being so whittled down. And that's what abuse does. It whittles a person down by the controller to power themselves, to make them look powerful. And it's all about power and control. And I was pretty whittled down. And it's sad to say for an educator uh, Carol, that I was getting to the point where I felt helpless and um, didn't believe I could even learn anymore in life. And sadly, I believe that's the goal of many of these type of personalities is to make you feel helpless. Uh, you are correct, because that traps you and that keeps them as they're, as you're in their lasso of um, of power and control. And it's so sick because who would think of power and control a person is such a great thing? I, I mean, I, and as I say, Carol, my mom was one of seven. My father was one of one, two, three or four. I knew of no one, no one that I lived in anything like I did. I didn't. And that was even more, uh, more frustrating and more, it was very difficult to live and survive in. We're going to take a short 30-second break right now. When we come back, I want you to share a couple things. And this is going to be the upside of what you have experienced and how you can not only relate to people because of your past, but also give them an avenue that they can take to ensure a brighter future. Does that sound like about what you're going to share with us? (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. All right. So we'll take a quick 
break and we will be right back. Carol Graham would like to show you the path from misery to miraculous triumph in her fast-paced memoir, Battered Hope. She relates her determination to succeed as someone who experienced one horrendous nightmare after another. Gang raped and left for dead, loss of a child, husband falsely imprisoned, and cancer. Nothing could break her tenacity or faith. No matter what you face, heartache, loss, suffering, or injustice, Carol will illustrate how she became a victor the same way you can. The secret is to never, ever give up hope. Order your copy at Amazon or batteredhope.blogspot.com. Talking with Darlene Larson today, and this has been so interesting and relatable for, I believe, a good portion of my audience because she was married and in a marriage that she was not even aware of how deep the abuse, the emotional abuse, the mental abuse that she was enduring, how deep it actually went until she became aware of it. And when she became aware, this made things happen more rapidly and change did come. So this is another quote from Darlene and she said in 40 days this is how rapid when she finally came to this realization of what she needed to do in 40 days my starring roles were taken from me daughter wife mom and homeowner the last parent she had died her husband left three teens her children followed their father. Her home was foreclosed on and bankruptcy came as a result during the divorce. That is a lot for anyone to handle. So I'd like you to run with this now Darlene to share what you would like about that story and then we'll talk about what you did to survive. All right well thank you Carol. Yes that all happened in a period of 40 40 days. And that was like the tsunami uh, that wanted to take me out. But prior to that, those 40 days, I had, I had gotten help, I had built a support team around me, and had began to be in counseling. And I already at that time knew that my life purpose was to coach women and to write and speak. So I was stronger from the inside. So when I got on the other side of the 40 days and was living alone, Carol, it was, all right, God, we've got work to do with Hearts with a Purpose. I need to continue healing. I need to start on the books and I need to go forward so you can recycle all of this pain for purpose. That did not mean, Carol, I didn't grieve. I had buckets of tears. Of course. But I had to go forward. I needed to do now something good with the pain. Also, didn't you lose your brother at some point here as well? I did, Carol. And that was the that what happened be, right before everything fell apart in the 40 days. I lost my, I call it the bookends of death, Carol, where I lost my father and my brother within three years of each other. And they both died of heart attacks. Just both men worked at 
for, worked full days. Both were healthy men. Both died in their homes. Both died within, uh, I mean, an, um, a mile from each other. And it was as if my brother, the junior, was following the senior to Ford Cemetery. It was my brother's death, being the youngest at only 40 years of age and a heart attack that really broke me. It broke me in the sense of no more whiny way, Darlene, you're alive. Because Carol, I had prayed that I would die, that God would just take mm-hmm. that God would just take me home. And when my brother, I looked at him in the casket, that's when I said to God, if any good can come from his early death, let it begin with me. And then I knew within months I was to be trained as a life purpose coach, Carol. And then I continued counseling, exposing the abuse, and the 40 days happened um, on the other side. And so, yes, death, divorce, devastation, bankruptcy, losing a home. Um, and the hardest is uh, the pain with my, my three loves of my children and all that they've experienced. So now tell us how so, you got through this, how you grew Hearts with a Purpose, how you wrote four books, and all the exciting things that that have come as a result. You know, Carol, thank you. You know, God does want to recycle our pain, every one of us. He wants to. It's just that we'll stay moldable and on that wheel of his <laughs> for the recycling and the molding and the, the refining of ourselves. Mm. And so hearts with a purpose was as God's plan, hearts with a purpose, two deaths, heart attacks. And because your purpose, Carol, my purpose, it's on our heart and it's not going to go away. And so for each a member or audience listening to this, you have a life purpose that God wants to use. Well, he created you and he put that purpose right inside you when he created you. And you've seen sneak peeks of it. Um, and um, and God wants to bring you forward in life so you can make an impact with your life. And that's what I do with Hearts with a Purpose. I coach women to discover their life purpose. And then I help launch them into that purpose. Uh, no matter what their story is. No woman's story is too far gone or too shocking for me. <laughs> you know, Carol, I feel like God allowed me, allowed me. He, I believe God allows or causes. And I believe he allowed me to taste a lot. So there's no excuse a woman can bring to me and said, I'm too far. Um, because I can say, no, I, no, you're not. No, you're not. I've lost everything. Uh, except my soul, my relationship with the Lord and my purpose. So Hearts with a Purpose is the Lord's. It's where I coach, speak, teach, and write on behalf of the needs of hurting, harried, and hungry women. And Carol, let me just share. People have thought, well, then the book writings come easy. No, the book writings come hard. (laughs) And this is, Carol, this is where the daily discipline of the grunt work that I call it, being raised on a farm helped me survive all those years of living in abuse, but it also with writing. Because writing is a discipline. It's a solo sport. And I have two books right now that publishers are looking at, Carol, that I so bad want out there in the world to help women. But that's God's timetable. But it's taken work and it's taken discipline to sit. Uh And so, you know, whatever creative piece God has for you, it's going to be he's going to want you to create something. 
with your life because <laughs> he's the creator. We're made in his image and he wants us to create. So um, that's what I do. Heart to the purpose, Carol. Go ahead and ask me more specific if that was a little too much. No, that was really good. And the interesting thing is I was thinking as you were talking about that and I can hear it in your voice and that is who you are now and it's wonderful. But, but we came to a place now in your life where even though you were stronger and you had a new purpose and you were definitely going forward and not being stagnant or suppressed anymore by especially someone else something happened and this when I read this it just like absolutely shocked me you just you met a divorce recovery leader and a grief loss leader and you married and you were joyful and you could see, you know, this was now the rainbow after all that had happened. And then what happened? Oh, Carol, this is where, yes, yes, everything you said, yes. I was, three books were being printed off the press and married for two and a half. Yes, I met him at my church and he pursued and proposed to me uh, down on one knee in the classroom that I taught women's classes in. And I said, yes, absolutely. We were a match. Uh, I went to my pastor before I said, I do. I said, do you see any red flags? And he said, no, I don't. And all of those that um, were close to me at that time that I checked in on thought this was a great match. We married, we picked a home out together, we were going forward, and there was so much joy and love and peace. And then about two and a half years into the marriage, he said to me, I don't believe I'm committed. What? Uh, he, correct. Uh, you might as well have just taken a gun out and shot me because that's how it felt. A few weeks later, I received through registered mail divorce papers. Oh, and I was Lord. literally abandoned, abandoned in our home. And that was, um, this one almost took my faith, Carol. This was tough. To this day, I don't know why. Oh, that's even worse. And this one, um, there is a book pending on this story and grief and loss right now of this one, Carol, I really had to gut it out with God in the lowest level I've ever been. I went from a mountaintop of love and people believed God was turning my life around to the good to going to the valley flattened down and sorrow for for a long time, several, several uh, months alone, abandoned while I waited for the divorce, praying it wouldn't happen, um, but it did. It did, and that's now I'm on the other side of that grief piece, and I don't care ever to go through that again. No that kidding. Was a- and you also learned a lot. I mean, I'm sure that goes without saying, but that, that still doesn't take away the pain. No, the pain was, as as one of my therapists said, uh, that walked through me on that one. He just said, darling, this one just it hit you so hard because it was so right and going well. To, to experience a second marriage is a big step of trust anyway. And for me to go into a second marriage, I had no fear or no doubt, Carol, which is incredible after my first, (laughs) after 27 years, I had no doubt. I had no doubt in this man and no fear. If anything, I was afraid God was going to take him before me. 
And um, even when he proposed, I said, yes, only if you promise me I can die first because I don't <laughs> want any more pain. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And so, so this, this um, grief story um, is sort of ironic because we had talked about writing a grief book together. You could say, yes, in a twisted love knot way, he is a part of this book that I've written that's being looked at right now. Tell us first about your other books. You've, now you've shared the one that's coming, and I'm sure that there's going to be a lot of people that will want that. Will you have it available uh, as a pre-sale or not yet? Not yet until um, that one's currently two publishers are looking at it. That okay. pit, You know, if they come and be a follower, one of my readers at heartswithapurpose.com, they'll know when that one's going to be released, that, that book for grief and loss. Um, my other books, Carol, that I have written... I, I welcome the audience over to my website at heartswithapurpose.com and they can receive my first book free. It's a devotional series. All four of my books that are out currently are now, devotional. Just a second. Let me stop you there. You're, you're offering to this audience your first book free. That is correct. In a download PDF. I am. Wow. Can, and share a little bit maybe about that one, what they'll get with that, and then tell us about your others. Yes, thank you. The way I've written my devotional series is as I coach women, we have seven domains of our life that we do every day of our life. Your growth with God will call your spiritual, even though God wants over into every area of our life. Then we do our mental, our thought life, then our feelings, those emotions that try to run our life. And then, of course, our relationships and then finances, life purpose book I'm writing right now. That's number five to this series. And then, of course, your physical, your ambiance and your body. Uh, there'll be seven in this series when done, but right now there are four out. And so what they are is they're short devotionals where I teach a woman one verse or men too, because I've had men buy my books, one verse at a time. Like Darlene, I read the Bible, but what in the world? This doesn't make sense. How do I apply this? Well, I teach them through a woman's story, very short story or my own. And then I teach them how to apply the verse. And then I coach them with three questions. There's also a report card in every book. The first book is the red one. They all have a shift, a truck on there about enable me, Lord, to shift. Are you stuck in idle? Learn how to shift into truth and live. <laughs> and so, Carol, each one is um, has a report card because I believe it's very important uh, with awareness, just like I had to become aware of what I lived in. Women need to take an assessment. You can't get down the road in life if you don't take an assessment of, oh, this is where I'm at. Okay, I need to do something right here. This is like my report card. And so every book has a report card in it. And if, if ladies or men want to come to my website, you can get that in a PDF right on my very first page. Uh, it's up at the top, third slider, but it's there. Download hearts at heartswithapurpose.com. You know what? It's God's word. I want to, I want to touch others' lives. And I want to give, uh, the way I wrote these books is to help women and men, maybe they say, well, I don't know the Bible. That doesn't matter. My books will start teaching you how to bridge over into reading the Bible and that it makes sense that God's word works and God's word is how we can live life here on earth and after we're gone and to live an abundant life. And so they're very practical stories. They're very, uh, I want to say I wrote them very simple because I think sometimes we make it too hard. And it's like, no, God is for you. So uh, I want to give those to readers. 
to empower them. I agree 100% and I have done the exact same thing and always telling people, first of all, when you tell your story, keep it simple. And when you tell your message, put it in story form. Because people remember stories, people relate to stories. And then the message just kind of like underscores what you just said in the story. So that is excellent. I'm so glad to see that, that you shared that and that that is available and all the different books the four books that you have on the different aspects of life and now another one coming out touched (laughs) all the bases that's excellent anything you would like to say in conclusion I have so enjoyed what you shared today and you took us on an emotional trip as well we related to you I'm sure many of us did in many ways and and your pain but also your joy which is contagious and I thank you for that so in summary what would you like to say is don't let fear stop you do not let fear stop you and don't let anyone try to pin you down with lies about who you are you are creating the image of God and God is the one that gives you life and God is the one that gives you breath. And he is the one that decides when it's time for you to leave this earth. And I want to challenge you to live your life large and out loud for him because you only have one life. And people need what you have to offer. And one thing I want to say, Carol, real quick, if any woman or man is living in abuse and you really wonder, is this abuse or not? I have a quiz on my website that I have to tell you, come take the quiz. It's right there up at the top, heartswithapurpose.com. Take the quiz and then follow me because I teach on signs on that. And one of my books is going to be dealing with all of it. So please, (laughs) please, I want to help you. I didn't go through this for nothing. I went through it. So now I can turn and help others. What a wonderful summary. Thank you for that. And thank you so much, darling, for being on Never, Ever Give Up Hope. Thank you, Carol. Thank you for listening to Never, Ever Give Up Hope, featuring Carol Graham. Did you know that most people succeed because they are determined to? Quitting was never an option. Carol loves your comments and will respond to each one. So please subscribe and review this podcast. A rating of five stars would be outstanding and appreciated. Remember, if you are still here, there is always hope.